0: Hello and welcome to a Taylor's Tales podcast, this is Chris's Corner, I'm your host Chris Taylor and welcome back to a brand new episode. This week I'm talking about weightlifting and running as the ultimate combo, how the two of them can basically turn you into a lean, mean fighting machine. Now, I do want to preface this by saying that these are not the only two sources of exercise that you can do to be able to get yourself into the shape that i've managed to get myself into i'm not saying that getting into the shape that i am in is the perfect unlimited super saiyan four level of shape i'm just saying that it's been a good start for myself and i wanted to document the process that i've gone through i want to talk about a few things that i've been listening to recently uh, on the process that i've gone through i've been asked a few times by friends uh, about the things that I do to be able to get into good shape. So I thought I'd just use this podcast to be able to see the talk about the progress that I've made and also just really hone in on these two topics, weightlifting and running and why they, for me, are the ultimate combo. They cannot be alone. I must say this really, before we start anything, they are a duo. They cannot be separated. They must be done together because what you'll find is that they counteract each other. And I think a lot of people in the weightlifting community resent this. They actually say that running will kill your gains, and I hear this all the time. It's ridiculous. Number one, it's just a cardio source. It's like doing boxing, football, uh, any other cardio-based sport that there is out there. It's, that's all it is it is not going to suddenly, all of a sudden, shrink your muscles into oblivion. You don't look at Cristiano Ronaldo and think, God, he's he's really looking like he needs to eat soon. No. And the same can be said for Lewandowski and all of the other special footballers out there who are jacked to the tits and are also literally lean, mean fighting machines as well. You wonder why these footballers are in great physical shape. It's because they combine weightlifting with their cardio source. Their football, their running they're running all the time. They're doing the equivalent of a 13-mile marathon on a Sunday football match. And then they're also doing weightlifting during the week as well as getting solid, good nutrition in there. So let's start off with the basics. What do I do? Well, number one, I just follow what the uh, the masters of this uh, sport do. Is I do four weightlifting sessions and then three running sessions. Now, this can be alternated with increased running or increased weightlifting depending on your preference. For me personally, I find that separating the running from the weightlifting allows me to be able to get the best performance of each. If I weightlift and I run, I find that maybe some of my energy's gone for the run or vice versa what i will say as well from this point of view is that if you do do cardio before your weightlifting and this is something that the weightlifting community does get right is that if you do do cardio before your weightlifting you will find that you'll get a worse performance Uh, and that is because your energy resources have been depleted and you may not have time to be able to refill them let's say if you do cardio before you immediately go into a workout i've seen this specifically and i'd I don't like pointing fingers normally, but in this case I will because I do think it is de- like a detriment to your training. I do see a lot of uh, girls walking on the treadmill before going into a weightlifting session. Now, maybe you're thinking that as a warm-up, something along those lines. I actually think that's a bad idea. I think if you're doing that, even walking is still burning calories you want to if you want to get that peak performance if you want to go in with that freaking shudder of a bloody uh two scoops of pre-workout and go and they go rah, you've gotta be able to take the moment to say okay i want to take my maximum amount of energy in there and by <laughs> running or walking on the treadmill beforehand to to warm up maybe not maybe do some static stretching. And even then, that's been proven to actually cause issues within performance for weightlifting as well. What I do find, and I do recommend actually, is doing a little of body weight weightlifting or weight training in this case, body weight training. Uh, I like press ups, sit ups, uh, and any sort of pull-up slash chin-up that's going to get you into the training session and warm up certain muscle groups i've never found that push-ups or sit-ups are going to get you any injuries either Uh, they are one of those movements that truly are universal for everybody to try and get master and, and start from the foundation so you can really master your body by truly Focusing in on those of the you know those minutia, the small details come later. The foundations are pull-ups, push-ups, sit-ups, any of those bodyweight exercises. However, if you want to take that next step further, this is for you as well. The next step further is this: is once you've mastered, or I, uh, you know, maybe I'm saying it a bit too much, but not mastered. Maybe I should say it like this once you have found yourself feeling confident that's probably the better way of saying it once you've got confident in those movements and you are feeling strong and you want to move forward compound movements are there within the weightlifting section now what i've found as well is that yes being this lean so for me personally right now uh my strength has gone down clearly because i'm leaner and so for me pushing, uh, you know, bench pressing 105 kg is difficult, more difficult than it, you know, it would be if I was to put on a few more percent on on my body fat. Now, for many, that's just the basic compound uh, bench press standard for most people. But that is the compromise you make as a lifter, uh, I am going to say natural, but I also see that people who are on steroids also struggle from this even when they get to the leanness. So I don't think that there's, you know, they're one in the same in one ways. There's a lot of people have this misconception that people who are on steroids immediately become uh, superhuman or something like this. So let's debunk that now and say that those, those people, they're taking it and their testosterone goes up it's merely a hormonal increase and therefore yes they will have an easier time getting down to a low leaner body fat and they will have a strength increase uh, due to that hormonal imbalance but they will also find themselves uh, still in your in your same shoes when it comes down to cutting down to that lower weight you know you see it in the mma fighters at the moment when they're cutting weight and it's like oh God, it's one of the most difficult things they have to go through. I think uh, a really good example uh, of this is Paddy the baddie. His fluctuation in weight is insane. Going from something like 155 pounds all the way up to 200 pounds uh, after a fight. Madness. I don't recommend that at all. Actually, what I'm trying to say in this video, as well as you know, getting that foundation in, is this. Is that you're trying to maintain this. You're trying to build up and then maintain it. One of my recent videos, I was going to talk about doing a documentation of going from shredded to maintain to lean bulk. And sadly, because of time constraints, I haven't been able to get that process in. But what I can do is use these podcasts as moments to be able to depict the process that I am going through uh, and use the time that I have wisely enough to be able to to get this, which is sad for for, for those who were looking forward to that documentation. I'm sorry, Uh, I've failed you already, but, This is just as important and just as uh, useful information that can be provided to you, the listener, even if it is in podcast form and you are just listening. I will try my best to be able to, you know, the visualization of seeing someone go uh, from you know day you know lots of different days of progress that is uh, a project i really do want to tackle at some point purely of time constraints over the summer of all the things that i talked about in the last podcast and i'm not going to rehash them now but what i will go into now is back to the foundations so weightlifting you've got your compound movements you've got your basic plan of 4 days a week of weightlifting and you're going to in that, you know you're going to hit your body parts twice a week so you can hit your entire body, that means you're gonna hit legs twice, you're gonna hit shoulders twice, you're gonna hit um, back twice, chest twice, arms twice, you know, the whole shebang. By doing so, you increase your muscle mass and you provide yourself the best amount of time to be able to uh, basically tear that muscle tissue apart so that it can burn back, you know, so that it can become resistant to that training, resistance training, clearly, based in the name. And by doing so, you get more muscle and also, a nice little benefit as well, your metabolism will go up and you become more hungry and be able to consume more food and be able to stay as lean. Now let's say you're at the point at the moment where you've, you're at that point, you're like, ah, oh, I've got weightlifting down, the weightlifting side of things I can do. This is your chance to be able to incorporate running. Now, I'm using running as the humble because it's my cardio source. And I also think it's the cardio source that can burn. Now, apart from skipping, I am very aware that skipping is the cardio source for uh, burning the most calories. However, I don't know many people who are able to, you know, do skipping for an hour or skipping for an hour and a half like I do with running. I don't know many sports apart from maybe swimming that has the resistance of the water that could potentially uh basically burn more calories i know Michael phelps was an insane athlete and so i'm not downplaying that heart cardio source at all actually i think in terms of your muscles growing even further i think gymnastics and swimming are probably going to uh be a double-edged sword in the sense that you might have to do less weight training because you're getting so much muscle mass purely from having the, the water hit you as well as the gymnastics, which builds muscle as well. So there is that, you know, circle. I'm going to push that aside and say, let's say you're doing the running with me. So if you're running and you're doing the three sessions as well, and this is your chance to start from the ground up, I personally set myself a task of running 25 miles a week. By doing so, it's a maintainable source of running. Right now, I'm building up to a marathon. I'm not, I've am i got a plan that I use. And I'm building that up. I'll be doing that on the, I think it's the 24th of September, something along those lines. My goal is to, to run a marathon in under three hours and 30 minutes. I'm not really entertained by the, the marathon in itself. Anyone can run a marathon in four hours. It's pretty sim- simple. You know, I shouldn't downplay it as bad as that, but for, because I've been running for eight years, for me now, I'm at that point where it's, you know, got to be. But if you're, a big, if you're somebody who's just getting into running, doing a marathon for you're great you know aces for me personally as someone who's been doing for this long it should be uh, a given basically on top of that by by doing running you're going to increase your lung capacity and your vo2 and your ability to be able to take on oxygen and therefore you're going to find yourself in the weight you're not going to be tired out as much when you're weightlifting. so this is another thing you can go for longer one of the great things about my running that's helped my weightlifting is that i find myself being able to train for longer and being able to be in the gym for longer without getting as tired and being able to put in that maximum amount of effort when it comes down to uh, just lifting those weights but that's a pro the con to this is this if i go too hard in the running on the sunday and I'm weightlifting on the Monday, and I don't eat enough food on the Sunday, I'm going to feel the the repercussions of that on the Monday, and my weightlifting is going to suffer because of it. So let's say I run 13 miles on the Sunday, and I don't consume the 3,500 to 4,000 calories that I'm gonna need because of that. Then I'm gonna find myself on the Monday tired, depleted, And I'm going to find that training session in the 5 o'clock in the evening on the Monday uh, more difficult to be able to get through. So for you, the listener, you may be thinking to yourself, well, I'm not going to be running 13 miles. No, maybe not. Maybe you're running four. Maybe you're running three. Maybe you're running two. Whatever it is, you're going to find yourself because your running is going to eat into your calorie intake. You're going to have to eat more. And... If you don't want to find that your performance is being hindered, you will have to make sure that you are on pretty accurate macronutrients within there as well. However, that's probably for the advanced uh, lifter slash runner. If you're the beginner and you're somebody who's just looking to add running to your weightlifting or weightlifting to your running, just keep in mind that you may find yourself a little bit more tired after the running session because you're solely focusing on on that day. What I've found for me personally, the schedule that works for me, is that I'll do two sessions of weightlifting on Monday and Tuesday, run on the Wednesday, and then I will have a weight training session on the Thursday, run on the Friday, and then on the Saturday, body weight training, Sunday, long run. The Wednesday is a medium run, the Friday is a short run with a into like a bi weekly arm workout that I throw in from time to time. By doing so, I actually hit my arms sometimes three times a week uh, because it was one of my weak points when I first started weightlifting. And by doing so, I've actually built the guns up a little bit. And that's great. That's a real confidence booster for me, turning a weakness into a strength. And that for you, maybe something that you might want to work on as well, turning something, maybe your legs aren't as big, so you focus on doing legs maybe twice or three times a week and really focusing in on building those up. For me personally, I also found that my chest, which is now one of my strengths, happened to be one of my weaknesses when I first started weightlifting as well. So make sure that your training sp- like, n- narrows in onto these things. So let's say that your strengths so are you're like mine, your legs and your shoulders and your triceps, they're pretty on point. Well, you're going to need to make sure that your sessions that are targeting the biceps, back and chest are going to have to be a little bit more intense, maybe they have some more reps, or maybe you're going to have to have that third day like me of having to hit arms or hit back or hit chest. And by doing so, you increase the probability of increasing that muscle mass within that body part. Now, you can't spot check these areas specifically, but you can increase the chance of you building the muscle around it. You can also reduce your body fat to be able to enhance the muscle as well. By having the running and the weightlifting together, you actually have a all-round bigger physique because you're leaner. But the counteract to that is that when you are wearing a t-shirt or something on those lines, depending on the where you do look a little bit smaller, I don't think for me personally it's had that much of a big deal. I watched a video recently by Jeff Nippard that covered how getting to a shredded state isn't maintainable and isn't really good for you. Now, while I agree with that, I, stay, I think staying at a lean state is actually a lot more maintainable and I also think that it's healthier for you all round having a lower body fat it makes you more confident it makes you feel a lot more awake I, I think we've all been through that bulking phase nobody in that bulking phase ever feels like super alive i've not met a, a bodybuilder or anyone who weightlifts or anyone who's going through that process ever look you know extremely happy during that process maybe initially when you're going from that maintaining or leaner stage where you want to eat more food maybe when they're like oh yeah finally i can eat food that's great and then when they finally have to get into that you know third or maybe their fourth month of bulking or maybe the second something along those lines it will hit it will hit that plateau where you're like okay i've had enough of this i'm no longer looking the way i I don't my my jawline isn't as sharp i'm looking a little bit more fluffy and I don't think it's worth it. I think that lean bulking to an extent can have some sort of, I've done that before where I've really narrowed in, but even then it's been really difficult for me mentally. Uh, And so it is a challenge for me to go that because I love seeing my abs. I love looking the way I want to look. And I don't think that I'd be able to do my pull-ups as well. All of these things, like I'd get stronger clearly. But at the same time, how would I do mentally? And, I, and my running would obviously suffer because of it. So I do think that maybe if you're a bigger, bigger guy, running may not be the thing for you because you're thinking, I want to keep hold of that muscle mass. I don't necessarily think that's true. I think that the running will actually make you look bigger because you'll decrease your body fat percentage and you'll, you'll still have your muscle mass because you're still doing your weight training. So you're still having that resistance uh, fight against it. And so you'll have to eat more calories to be able to ca- calories, calories. Um, <laughs> you'll have to eat more calories to be able to make sure that you're, you know, not losing huge amounts of weight because of the running. But at the same time, I do think that uh, it will help you, in, especially with your cardio. Like When it comes down to lifting weights and you're deadlifting or something on those lines, again, something I don't recommend. But. If you're squatting, for instance, you'll find that it's less taxing in terms of how many reps you put out. Maybe if you're lifting heavier weight and you're doing a shorter amount of reps, it won't help. But if you're doing 10 reps or 10 to 12, uh, it will help because you be able to deal with the, the cardio side of things on that. So what else can really narrow in on the running side of things? I think the running itself allows you to be able to clear your mind as well. I think that weightlifting is fantastic as well in that. I think mentally speaking, both have that individual capacity to be able to clear you of all negative thoughts. Goggin said, evil can't withstand a 10-mile run. And I totally agree wholeheartedly. Evil cannot withstand a 10-mile run. Any bad thoughts you have in your mind, any bad day that you're having can be totally 180 degrees, the other end of it. Just by going for a run, or just by getting a weightlifting session in. Now, I think the quicker way would be the run because it, you know, it it truly drains you of all sort of just you're exhausted afterwards, and you exhaust yourself, and you deplete your carbs in your system. And I do think that you feel a, a, a you know that endorphin rush kicking. However, I think if you push yourself enough with weightlifting, you can do the same. I think it's a little bit harder to get started, you have to get that pump going and then once you get there and you start the sweat going, that's when it really kicks in, but it still takes that, you know, f- sort of 10 to f- 15 minutes, maybe even the 20 minute section where you get to that point and then from there, the next 40 to f- to 50 minutes are going to really get you to that point. Um, but I think with, with running as well, as well as the mental state, the physical state, the all-round leanness you get from running i don't think if you do just weightlifting and then what i see at the gym is people going on the stairmaster going on the uh running machine and and the cycling machine i i think that they're great but they're a small amount of calories being burnt by doing those in comparison to doing a long run i think that if you're doing five plus miles so let's say you do a 30 minute run you're hitting 4 miles. 4 miles at 30 minutes is going to burn around 500 calories depending on how tall or short you are or how big you are muscle mass. For me it's 550. By doing that, it's 550 calories in 30 minutes. That's crazy. You know, that's a crazy amount to burn. You know, that's a McDonald's cheeseburger right there. Think of it in that in terms of nutrition you are going to be able to find yourself with a little bit more flexibility in terms of what you're eating as well. Think about that for a second. One of the hardest things that people go through is the nutrition side of things when it gets getting lean. When you get down to that 11 or 12% where it's maintainable, and I think myself, my scales tell me I'm 13%, but I think I'm closer more to the 10% mark slash 11% mark, depending. But, What I will say on this is that if you have running, you allow yourself the ability to enjoy those foods that you might think you completely have to remove out your diet. I heard recently one of my friend's brothers talk about how he was eating chicken and spinach every lunchtime in order to get into this weightlifting stage he was getting into his nutrition and he thought that that was one of the things and he was eating the same thing day in day out and that was one of his staple meals and i just thought to myself oh my god like poor guy (laughs) because i good don't get me wrong i've gone through a similar thought process i was like i went through keto um i went through thinking that Certain food groups weren't good for you. I thought the bread wasn't going to be helpful. Don't get me wrong. We all go through that phase of thinking certain food groups aren't going to be successful and that we have to eat certain things to be able to get to the shredded state. I'm now at that point now where I can totally hone in on the calories and that I love tracking. So for me, it's, it's a fun thing. So I'm not going to put that on you if you don't want to do it. But what I will say, it makes it a hell of a lot easier to understand what you're putting into your body. Uh, for instance, I can have my licorice all sorts and my white chocolate and still stay lean. I just have this ability that I know for a fact that if I'm running, I'm gonna be able to burn those calories real quick. And I am i don't even think about it because I know for a fact that throughout my week, I'm gonna burn enough calories just through weightlifting, walking, running, to the point where my flexibility, if I have that one day where I'm having sweets in the evening uh, and instead of my yogurt, my raspberries, then it's fine, you know? Because it's flexibility in these sort of things. And you stay at this. I mean, I weighed in this morning at 82.8 kg. It's not my lowest. My lowest was 81.9 kg. Uh, And that was just before. I think that was just before I went to. Either just after or just before I went to Barcelona. Where I got into serious, serious leanness. And I think that even at that point. I think it's maintainable i didn't feel bad i didn't feel tired i didn't feel any of these side effects that i hear across the internet where you're groggy or you're getting angry with people nah none of those things i think that one of the things that i do find is some of the food groups that i'm maybe going to put to a different time of day for instance uh, where i'm going to start eating uh, a lot more easier easier digestible foods such as Fruits and vegetables uh, and lean meats in the mornings and the afternoons to be able to combat uh, fatigue and tiredness in the afternoons. Uh, and if I can keep those food groups lean, and then in the evening, I can have some more carbs that maybe take longer to digest, such as oats and bagels and stuff like that, but they still are in my diet it's just timing throughout the day i've round i've I've realized that certain food groups slow me down at around one or two o'clock i've also realized that caffeine intake can have a real uh effect on how you uh sort of feel throughout the day so timing that is important and i will experiment with that and let you know how that goes but i think that i'm really narrowing on your nutrition i think you too if you want to get to the point where you are lean and you want your weightlifting and your running to really benefit from it, your nutrition is going to be that third, probably more important part than both of those two things. So you've got weightlifting and running, but I think the other part of nutrition is everything because what I've found ever since i honed in on it, I, everything's become so much easier. I can really get a good performance out of my weightlifting and my running. I remember going to the gym uh, with George Taylor and beforehand, he'd cooked up a fantastic breakfast in the morning uh, at his parents' house. And I remember eating the food and then getting to the gym and feeling super fueled. We'd had fruits. We'd had good source of, uh, I think we had salmon in the morning. We had some omega-3 fatty acids in there. And then had some, you know, eggs. And I think it was a little bit of uh, bread slash some, some sort of carbs. So it was a really all-round good solid meal there. By doing so, I went in the gym and I felt energized, ready to rock and roll. And it wasn't, you know, I still managed to be able to go home. And then it was a Sunday, so that's my run day. And I, but I still wanted to hit the gym with George anyway. And I still had the energy to be able to go home, get a run in, and then ate the next afterwards to be able to build up that muscle mass again. So it's it's this fantastic flexibility that if you do eat properly, your weightlifting and your running are going to really benefit from it. And if you're as excited as I am when it comes down to competing with yourself, becoming a better runner, becoming a better weightlifter, becoming a better body, you know, body weight exercise person, whatever it is, you want to be able to continue to push yourself. One of the things that I will consistently want to to do better in is pull ups. It's one of my when I was younger, it was one of my weaknesses. Uh, now I'm I'm focusing in on doing that full uh, extension of my pull-ups. So I'm focusing on a a fewer, like once I'm less inclined to do them, when I'm a little bit more tired, I really focus in on all the way down, stop, and then all the way back up. And if it takes me longer and I do that slight juddery movement to the top, that's actually better for me because I'm focusing in on that full extension of the pull-up. Now, I've gone all over the place here with this podcast and how talking about running and weightlifting benefit you. What I haven't talked about is why I find running to be the counterpart to weightlifting. Well, and why weightlifting is the counterpart to running. Apart from what I've talked about earlier with the the energizing and the the leanness, obviously looking lean is fantastic. I've talked about the mentality as well. One thing that I haven't mentioned is the, the actual amazingness that is amazingness, don't even know if that's a word. But um one thing that I truly found over the two years is I've not been injured. I found the the running amount and the weightlifting amount where I'm not getting injured at all. Now all I'm do- doing is doing my weightlifting, doing my running and I'm stretching before and after of both. And by doing so I think the combination of the good nutrition, the weightlifting, the running, the stretching all of it I just don't get injured anymore and I don't feel when I'm running now I can really tell if I haven't stretched or if I haven't done weightlifting because my lower back will play up my calves will feel tight certain parts of my body where I'm running where I need them to just not play up at all not flare up at all is by focusing in on those areas so that not getting injured being 27 now pushing closer towards 30 than I was when I was younger eight years ago when I first started running and now I'm at this point now where I'm running faster I'm stronger I'm you know at the best physical shape of my life and not getting injured on top of that it's a real clarification on how important these two you know sort of exercises are one thing that I went and looked out today, I was really looking in. I went onto Google Scholar, and sadly, because I don't have access to my university uh, area anymore, I couldn't find any papers on the combination of running and weightlifting, which I found really interesting. I've only found sources on the internet, on YouTube, of YouTubers combining the two of running and weightlifting. It's seriously interesting to see that no one's done a sort of a real study of what these two sort of sports can do together and I don't know why no one's really looked into it it's kind of annoying because I actually think that both communities don't look at each other in the best lights and I think that's actually kind of silly I think being a hybrid athlete is actually the best that perfect sweet spot in between that's going to allow you to progress the most and I think that one thing I'm really excited about this year is that starting in Uh, end of uh, of october beginning of november is i'm going to have access to a gym again so there'll be a lot more access to heavier weights a lot more access to certain machines and i think i'll be able to push myself more in the weightlifting side of things as well as pushing myself in my running which i can have continuously progressed ever since i was 19 years old i'll give you a good example of that is that it's not about the huge jumps it's about the small markers so for instance, for me, I'm gonna be increasing my running amount over a year by 100 miles. Now, for me, seeing as I ran 1,000 miles last year, running 1,100 doesn't sound like a lot over a year period. But if I continuously do that and I compound it over and over again, by the time I'm in my early 40s, I'm gonna be killing it. And this is the mindset that I have people may be thinking why is he doing the same thing over and over again well by doing so you actually allow yourself to progress just on these small markers that very few people are going to be able to understand but when you see the whole big picture it just it's like seeing the globe you're like wow and again everyone's into results not everyone's into the process that you have to go into to be able to get there as you can see i truly love talking about this stuff it is the heart and soul of this podcast as well as part of who i am as a person because it's changed me and changed me for the better i think i think that my ability to be able to push myself when i was younger i found i don't know i lacked something i was always a a good kid i don't remember ever being one of those uh you know, I, I wasn't, it's bad to say, I was a nice kid. I was a nice guy. Like, not that I'm not now. It's just that I think I have a little bit more of an edge to me. And I think I have a little bit more of an ability to be able to push myself mentally, be a little bit more aggressive in how I do things and not take any shit. Because a lot of the time, one thing that I did was I was always trying to please people. And I think what weightlifting, running, exercise in general does is it just filters out all of the negativity out of you, and you can really get a good perspective on what's actually going on. You actually see yourself and you can reflect on the things that you've done that are negative and positive. And so if you combine the two together, you can imagine the amount of endorphins you're getting. So if you're, you know, I've never felt the need for drugs, I think, because of how far I push myself with my running, my weightlifting, the the endorphin rush that I get from running is insane. I think the pump that I get from weightlifting is just as insane. And the combination together makes my life feel that what's the need? I think also, sometimes I'll have alcohol. Uh, I think the total amount of drinks I've had this year, you know, 2022, we're in September now, has been seven drinks. So I count, count them on two hands. And the, the main thing has been celebrations, so my dad's 60th, uh, myself getting a new job, getting a new ha- apartment, all of these little things adding up over and over again and and having drinks for them, uh, friends and family get, getting achievements, all of those things. So for me personally, I only do them for big events and by doing so, it also helps with my weightlifting running because I don't have that hangover, or I don't have that... Uh, excess sugar being pushed into my system that no one thinks about because alcohol is just pure sugar and i also find myself with clearer skin and uh you know i'm a little bit more more tan because i'm outdoors more so you don't think about these things as well is that running gets you outdoors more get more vitamin d you know really healthy for you and i will add one more thing before I go on anymore. So running on what weightlifting the combos they're perfect for each other but what I haven't said is that on the weightlifting days I will do walks and I will get my 10,000 steps in. So I'm also doing you know low intensity cardio. I don't really class it. I cl- class it as, you know, I think it's part of your standard sort of non cardio. So non-exercise, your neat basically, your non-exercise activity thermogenesis uh, and that's why when people say they do, when they do walking for cardio, well technically no, it's not really, but I'll let you have it. <laughs> so when, when I do 10,000 steps it makes it easier for me to be able to eat more as well and then I also have the ability to go into the gym and not feel like I've been depleted because I've gone for a run for instance. Now... I am thinking a little bit of trying to do running in the morning, sometimes you know, lighter run, maybe a three-mile run in the morning sometimes, uh, depending on how my body's feeling to be able to push myself even further, but I will see how that goes. For you, just get to that stage of being able to combine the two together. By the way, I am really going to emphasize this. I know I've emphasized on running and weightlifting, but if you want to do weightlifting or gymnastics or whatever you want to do, just combine some sort of resistance training with some sort of cardio base. And the format of what I've talked about there, where you're doing four resistance training sessions and then three cardio sessions, and then low intensity NEAT on the weightlifting sessions as well. I think if you can manipulate that and put it together and you can utilize that into your life, you're going to find yourself, you know, you're going to join the lean club, number one, and you're going to feel really good about yourself physically, but you're also going to find that it's actually really easy to maintain once you get to that point. And once you get to that point, everything else feels easy. You know, once you get into the to the leanness and the eating and you start looking at food as fuel rather than sludge that is just going into your meat vehicle and becoming calories, you can start feeling... Negative about certain food groups, you can start looking at everything as a way to be able to benefit for you. Uh, And you won't feel guilty when you go out for that beautiful meal with your family or your partner or your friends or your girlfriend or your boyfriend or whatever it's going to be. You're going to find yourself in the position where everything doesn't feel guilty anymore. It feels like a pleasure. And that's what you should be aiming for. And that, for me, if you learn anything from this podcast, is you want to come out with a little bit of positivity, you want to feel good about the situation. And that's what the aim goal is, to feel good, to get rid of the negativity out of there, feel like you're progressing, and to take life by the scruff of the neck and get after it, you know, take a little bit of Jocko fuel and get for, go forward and march on. So let's end it there on the, on the positive note again. So this has been a Taylor's Tales podcast. This has been Chris's Corner. I've been your host, Chris Taylor. And as always, I hope to see you this time next week, bye now.